back to Face Off Spot. This is your host, Adam Larson, and we'd like to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. We always appreciate it when you guys tune in. And as usual, we are sponsored by Rubes Brews. Please check them out on Facebook and or Instagram for updates. I think he's got something uh, coming up soon. Uh, go ahead and check them out. Uh, anyway, we are back in the... Um, uh, I don't have a name for this. It's just my apartment. This is where we're recording from. But it's been a little while, so I'm happy to be back here. Um, but today we have kind of uh, kind of doing this new thing. I know that we have uh, coaches and, you know, um, some players from around the DFW. But lately we've been kind of trying to get into to more of the community, um, the outside community. And this is not going to be an outside community person. But I have two across from me. And this is not the main guest, but... Uh, he is a regular on the show, um, kind of my partner in crime when it comes on to the podcast. I always say this when he's on, just to remind everybody, but he was actually guest number one. He was patient zero for this whole experiment that is the face-off spot. I have a cross for me, Corby Entropic. Corby, uh, it's great seeing you. Um, I enjoy spending time with you. I enjoy talking to you, so I'm glad that you're here so we can do all of those things. Yeah, thanks, Adam. I appreciate it. Uh, back in the apartment here, uh, I see your decorator hasn't. No, I have no more decorations than I had last time. I think last time that you were here, we had talked about the, the lack of uh, a decor on the wall, uh, not allow that going on. But you're not surprised by this, are you? No, man. It's it's a good spot. Yeah, you know. Um, I was going to say bachelor pad, but I don't know if it's a bachelor pad. Uh, well, here's the thing. It's, <laughs> it's, not really, it's not really a bachelor pad anymore. Yeah. But the thing is, is that even with uh, me no longer being a bachelor, um, I don't have things on the walls. I'm not trying to impress anybody, oh, okay? You know? Um, and there hasn't been really a big push uh, for anything on the walls or any interior rugs. Yeah. Uh, nothing like that. So I feel like I really uh, dodged a bullet and found a good one there because uh, I don't really want to do all that. And I appreciate uh, the push to not. But uh, anyway, getting back to why we're here, um, we have a... And can, is it okay if I call him a friend of yours? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I have a friend of yours who uh, is involved in a little, um, well, I'll let you guys kind of talk about it in a bit, but uh, our main guest here is uh, Steve Slezak. Steve, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having us, Adam. Well, I um, so we, we've met once before. I know a lot of times I have people on the podcast that I haven't met, but we have met, met once before. Uh, you were with Corby. Or no, we were at Torch or Torchies. He showed yeah, up. His son was playing with us. Yes, his son. Oh, and your son, very, very good player. Um, but yeah, he was playing a little drop-in with us. And then we went to Torchies afterwards, and we kind of talked about this uh, event that you guys have coming up. And um, I I could go and, and say things about the event, but can either Steve or Corby, can you kind of take the lead here and just say what it is that, that the event is, and then we could talk a little bit more about how we got here. Yeah, uh, so... I collect, uh, Steve collects more than anybody, but, uh, but you we, both collect, we, we collect a we lot collect. of the, uh, game worn and game used memorabilia from hockey, Dallas stars, NHL players, uh, whether it's jerseys, sticks, gloves, mm -hmm. helmets, all that kind of thing. Uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty rich in history, I guess, uh, yep. for the team. And, uh, we just started talking one day and there's all these expos up North mm -hmm. uh, and we're like, man, there hasn't been one here yet. Let's, uh. Let's try and put one together. Mm -hmm. So we started talking about it for a while and uh, COVID kind of hit. Yeah. So that kind of threw a little, but we're just like, screw it. Let's, let's, let's still do it. Let's, yeah. Let's still try it. And you know, if we get, you know, this year will be the first one and then maybe next year it'll grow well, in the following year. Just take it and grow from there. Yeah. yeah. But for, for everybody that doesn't know, because I have an idea, but I still have plenty of questions, you know, um, but can you kind of say like, 
what this is or like specify a little bit for maybe the people that don't understand what your Jersey Expo is. Basically, uh, Jersey Expo, a bunch of collectors get together and they meet in a certain city. Yeah. Um, you know, 30, 50 collectors, depending on the city uh, from the ones we've, you know, seen in the past and then stuff like that. Uh, you know, they have display racks, display tables, Ooh. um, you know, they, they show all pieces or parts of their collections, you know, yeah. some, some items that, you know, might be, you know, super rare or valuable or some items that they may be interested in trading or, or selling to acquire different pieces. Yeah. Uh, some of them are just kept to, uh, you know, the, the group of 30, they, they set up a room and basically that's it. Uh, you know, some, uh, open them up to the public. Yeah. And I think eventually where we're looking to take this within, you know, a couple of years is, is opening it up to the public and make it more of an event. Yeah. Uh, get former players involved. Uh, you know, we, we've both been around a while. Corby, uh, obviously, uh, you know, being equipment manager and stuff in the past, but, uh, with my son playing hockey, I've got a, a lot of friends who, uh, used to play minor league hockey, uh, a couple of friends that were, uh, you know, in the NHL and stuff and. Looking to eventually, you know, incorporate those into uh, what we're trying to do here. Yeah. Well, hey, well, that'd be really cool. And like, you know, so I think that what we're kind of saying here, though, is that like there's these jerseys have like they all have a different value, right? Well, value or like, I mean. Not even fine, not even uh, monetarily, like monetarily value, but. Like to the sport. Or to... Right, right. But, but I, I guess my question is like, how do you decide? the the value of these jerseys especially like obviously if they get a little bit older uh they, they might kind of go up in price and depending on because i think the one that we were talking about and i think that this came up and correct me if i'm wrong but we were kind of talking about brett hole's game uh stanley cup game winning uh jersey where he was either in the crease or not in the crease but the the value of that jersey alone and steve you were you were thinking about trying to pull the trigger on it um, but anyway, I just, I remember that story. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that was a Jersey that about a year ago sold for right at $20,000. Uh, I think it was just a hair over. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, the pandemic hit memorabilia started really skyrocketing. And uh, so why is that? Or why, what causes that to happen? I mean, the, the pandemic, what's the relation between. To be honest, I couldn't tell you. Maybe Corby, Corby's got a better thought. Or I, All you know is the value of yeah. people were sitting at home, they're bored, they're pulling stuff out. And, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, jersey collection or collecting has always been a thing, but for some reason, uh, you know, value skyrocketed. Like, so that particular uh, jersey probably went up an extra $40,000. Golly. So, and there's, uh, and see, we were talking about this too. And Corby, I haven't really talked to you about uh, your collection as much, but uh, Steve, how many uh, jerseys would you say that you? currently have if if you want to give me that number i don't know if this no is i mean to to be honest i don't have an exact number yeah, uh, yeah. i i haven't counted lately uh more than a few yeah there's it's we're 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 at the 300 range probably uh okay. a, a tad over 300 there we go but when does this uh because this is the other thing i kind of wanted to get into but like for both of you guys and i know we talked about corby being an equipment manager for you know uh, professional teams and um, so obviously he, he kind of has an insight to that, but, and I kind of want you guys to take turns doing this, but at what point did you decide like, oh, I'm going to start a collection or did you just have a collection you turned around and didn't know? And you're like, oh, I happen to have a, a lot of jerseys and I'm, I'm going to continue to get more of these. But how, how, do, how does that start? And does it, is it just strictly for investment? And how many of those do you kind of hold like just, uh, of personal value? Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Uh. To be honest with you, uh, uh, 
you know, I'm 48. I bought my first uh, game-worn jersey when I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. It was a minor league jersey. Uh, it was a uh, Muskegon Mohawks. They were an IHL club in Muskegon, Michigan. Uh, to be honest, uh, I paid $20 for it back then. And uh, if I could go back in time, I'd have bought several more, especially yeah. at that price. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first one. And, and, you know, I really didn't start, you know, uh, collecting and stuff. Uh various memorabilia until uh outside of baseball cards and stuff like that but you know game war and game you stuff and until the 90s yeah but that's uh, still quite a while now yeah it, this, yeah, yeah it, it's quite a while yeah. so yeah and and would you say does it kind of come in uh do you just kind of like uh does it happen like like what are you looking for when you are looking to pick up uh, another jersey, are you are you are you looking for things that are special to you? Or are you looking for uh, things that you think might uh, become more valuable, or is it somewhere in between? Or it's it, it, for me, it's in between. I mean, I'm looking for uh, things that uh, might be older that uh, rarely pop up. I mean, there's certain players that rarely pop up. Yeah, uh, you know that you can hardly get a hold of their stuff uh, from the past. Uh, you know, and, and and to be honest with you, it's just what pops up on the open market, whether it be uh, yeah, from from uh, you know the stars or uh, individual sellers who might be uh, selling a piece. So I mean, yeah. some might pop up, and it, you know, it just catches your eye. It's really hard to describe. Yeah, but I I think the other thing that's that's kind of cool about this is that, like, let's say that you're you know thinking about uh, you're thinking about purchasing a jersey, okay. So those jerseys, at least when they're professional jerseys, it's not like they get thrown away. Like they all exist somewhere. Somebody has almost, I don't want to say every jersey of every professional team that's existed, but a lot of them don't get thrown away because there is some value to all of them. So when you think about all the teams that have existed over the past however many years, just even since you've been collecting, Steve, but maybe the past 20 years, like those jerseys aren't being thrown away. Somebody has them somewhere. So you almost kind of know that they exist and you're like, okay. Like, and it could belong to somebody that doesn't even realize they have it, or it could belong to somebody that doesn't necessarily collect, but just happens, happens to have received that jersey at some point. But I, I just, I would assume that there's a whole bunch of like good stories behind the scenes of, of why people have these things. Cause I'm assuming that you don't deal with just collectors. There has to be some people that are like, Hey, I have this, like, what is it? Or is that a thing or no? No, it it is a thing. And, and, and Corby can touch on this too. I mean, he's found some nice pieces just floating out there on uh, Facebook marketplace and different places where people just happen to have it, didn't know what they had, you know, dad bought it cause he, you know, uh, won an auction or thought it'd be cool or, you know, and, and, and to your point, yeah, uh, you know, every Jersey does exist. Uh, and unfortunately they, a lot of them get recycled, uh, the, yeah. the older teams, uh, like the, uh, the Islanders in the late seventies, early eighties, they used to recycle theirs down to, uh, a team down here in Fort Worth called the Fort Worth Texans. So okay. what they'd do is they'd put uh, the Fort Worth Texan crest over the uh, Islanders crest. So a lot of those got recycled. Yeah. Uh, a couple of years back, uh, the first year of the North Stars jerseys were discovered. Uh, they were used in the, by another team and, you know, pretty much beat up quite a bit. Mallscott to them, because they're obviously wool and stuff, but they were, yeah. they were discovered, I don't know, five, six years ago, maybe a little bit longer in, in a warehouse. So, I mean, you know, stuff does exist, but a lot of it does, uh, you know, gets out there in public. You know, a lot of people use it, too, because they think it's cool to wear. It gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they leave it at their house, uh, move out of the house, and, you know, mom throws it away. Sort of like baseball cards in the yeah. 40s and 50s. Yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, uh, but uh, if you can, Corby, I kind of want you to touch on, uh, you know, some of the stuff we were talking about. Some of not, you know what? Uh, I just kind of missed, I think, that aspect of my old job. Yeah. Uh, having jerseys sticks around. I don't know what it is. Yeah, no, no. Uh, You're a gearhead. The, the main, yeah, there you go. Uh, the main thing is, uh, I mean, we used to, jersey sales were so exciting in some of these minor league teams, um, you know. On a Friday night, we'd have, uh, we'd sell a Garrett Hunt jersey in Stockton for five, six grand. You yep. can buy a Madonna jersey for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? People are just so into that player or if that guy got in a fight that night. Mm -hmm. When I was in Odessa, whoever, whoever wore number three was going to get the highest amount because that was Dale Earnhardt's number. Huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know what I mean? It's yeah, just it, yeah. different places, whatever. But, um, with uh with what happens with some of these jerseys some of these players really actually want them and uh you know they don't get a chance to get their jersey all the time yeah uh, -huh. uh steve's got a pretty unique story about uh fiddler so, so yeah uh Vern fiddler who uh finished his career in nashville uh uh played for the stars i don't know was it five six seasons or whatever but uh you know, I've sort of formed a, a friendship with him over the last several years or our, our boys playing the same organization. But, uh, I, uh, purchased his debut Jersey, uh, several years back and I had it in my collection and, and, uh, you know, we, uh, became acquaintances and, 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 and friends. And then, uh, a uh, long story short, uh, you know, I brought it up to him one day and, and he was, you know, that was a Jersey that he always wanted to keep. Mm -hmm. So when you, you know, you get to know these guys, talk to these guys, and even we see it on some of these forms, a lot of these players, uh, they don't get an opportunity to keep the jerseys like Corby had mentioned. Yeah. Uh, you know, the debut one, you know, usually means a lot to them. That's their, you know, first NHL game, sort of like they keep their first goal puck and stuff like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but a lot of these guys want, uh each style that they played in, you know, in each city, you know, home and away, or if there's a specialty and stuff like that. And yep. it's just been recently now that, uh, the teams are, are really starting to let these guys have an opportunity to, uh, have them or keep them. Uh, cause a lot of times, you know, as a rookie, you know, you're, you're called up and it's like, you know, here's a Jersey kid and, yeah. and you know, they might wear two games, five games, 10 games or whatever. And then it's, you know, pushed on the line and sold or, or recycled or whatever. Yeah. And then these guys, you know, it's, it's different, uh, milestones in their career, I guess. And, 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 you know, some of these guys are looking for it more, more than you think would. Right. No, well, that, that makes sense. And to be honest with you, um, and this is why I have the podcast is because I get to learn about stuff that I don't know about, uh, on a topic that I really enjoy, but I just always kind of assumed that they would be able to keep their jerseys. And I didn't realize that, that technically it's not theirs. Yeah, it's weird. We've, uh, I found some cool milestone items. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I'm convinced I have the gloves that whole scored the Stanley cup. Is there any way to prove it or no? Getty images, uh, back then though, there wasn't too many people taking pictures, right? It was either yeah. Dallas morning news or, mm -hmm. and you know, the internet wasn't even real big back then. 99, it's still kind of, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. early, but, um, I've got some good milestone sticks from players, uh, it's really cool that how you can photo match anything that these guys wear. Yeah. And you can put a time period to any of this stuff. Um, I mean, most recently, I think, uh, I mean, Holtby, or Holtby just went through went 500 games. Yeah, he played his 500. Um, game. I, I, I was fortunate to buy a Pavelski 1,000th game jersey. Like, I don't know. There's just some really cool items out there right now. Yeah. That, uh, that. They're pretty significant with 
you know yeah. players pass and history and just, yeah. just the way the game's but going. but and, and i know that uh you know your event is more geared towards obviously the jerseys but you guys are you know kind of also talking about just some of the gear you're talking about the gloves you're talking about the um i mean there's uh, i feel like that's just obviously there's probably more jerseys than there are equipment but when you start to bring into uh, how many pieces of equipment uh, a player has to wear at any certain point and then as soon as they step on the ice with that equipment that the value of that equipment <laughs> goes up uh, exponentially like there's a there's a market there there's right yeah i mean it's mainly helmets helmets and jerseys those are your two helmets and jerseys gloves a lot of people like the gloves but the the, the players will actually go through man some sagan goes through a pair of gloves a game yep. so some some players go through different you know mm-hmm amounts of equipment but helmets are usually one thing that they keep until they crack yeah or and then jerseys uh they'll have three to five sets a year mm-hmm. per, per jersey so i mean yeah yeah it's pretty but yeah and i have a quick question because i was watching and th- this was just kind of a, a weird thing that i happened across on the internet but uh and i think is it, is it curtis gabriel he was the big fighter guy yeah. in the hl he got sent down to the ahl i think it was maybe chicago's farm team i can't quite remember but he got into a fight the other night and he got all sorts of bloodied up and there was just his jersey was just absolutely soaked and in the forums there was something that was like oh i bet that jersey will go for quite a bit is there something to and this sounds whatever having it like stained in blood is that a thing i mean so yeah so uh, the more chewed up the jersey is, the more the desirable it is. Really, Steve also has one of the an amazing piece, in my opinion. Um, Stefan Robidaux was uh, punched in the face by Jordan Tutu. Do you remember that? Oh, is that the one punch or the he like turned around like all of a sudden, like he was going after one person and turned around and then just like one he punch after to another guy. Yeah, he was going after Madonna or whatever, and and Robidaux, not a big man, bless his heart, uh, tried to step up, tried to step up, and did the right thing for. I guess to save Mike's pretty face, uh, and it probably save his uh, place on the team too. <laughs> you know? And it didn't work out too well for uh, old Roby. Uh, yeah, it was uh, one punch by two two pretty much knocked him out. Yes, uh, I believe they, I've they, seen they, that. they had to cut the jersey off him uh, to to get it off him. Uh, you know, once again, like you you were saying earlier, every jersey is pretty much around. Well, that one is still around. Uh, I was. I guess, I don't know if I would say fortunate enough to get it, but I did acquire from a, another collector uh, a yeah. few years back. And, you know, didn't stitch it back together. The front of it is put back together by uh, uh, clothing pins. Oh, so. well, hey, so that is that is interesting. And I did kind of talking about like the, and I don't want to get into, actually, I might want to get into both of these, but I kind of have the same question for both of you. I want to know what is your... Well, I want to know, actually, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask this, but I want to know what your most valuable um, uh, piece is. And then I want to know what's your like personal favorite, which ones uh, means the most to you. Do, you, do you? Are you guys okay with sharing that or is the a value thing? And you don't have to put a number on it, but um, I don't know. I was kind of interested. No, I mean, it's a good question. I mean, uh, I mean, we won't, we won't talk about the dollar value. No, but I no. mean, as far as the, the most valuable, uh, jersey in my collection is probably, uh, I don't know, Vetchkin, uh, from several years back. Um, you know, it was before they started, you know, doing a lot of one offs and stuff like that. Uh, you know, favorite piece. I mean, there's so many. I mean, I got, I got some Madonnas that that are beat up pretty good. I got some, you know, Darian Hatcher. I mean, 
especially in the the nineties when they only wore you know two home sets and two away sets. Those jerseys are just shredded. So. Yeah, uh, the appearance of them stuff they're just real beauties, right? Yeah, uh, I don't even know if they're you know uh, my favorite, but I mean, I, it, it, it's really hard to be honest with you. Uh, to, to say one is my particular. Right. No, I know you, especially with 300 that you all have like, and I'm sure those, each one of those purchases comes with its own story. And maybe some of those has to do with how you went about getting it. You know, there's gotta be so many different uh, aspects to the reason why you uh, have certain favorites, but Corby, uh, I'm putting you on the spot now. You're on the hot seat. Valuable. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'd skip that one. Okay. You can uh, skip it. You can skip it. My favorite. I have a 97 Zuboff that, uh, I actually have a picture. My old boss was the uh, third equipment manager for the Stars. Mm -hmm. So we got to go down there when the Blues were in town because our old equipment managers were on the Blues, uh, Eric Bechtel and Mark Roof. And uh, they'd always invite us down to Reunion Arena. Yep. They were in town. So we went down there, and uh, they were uh, they were just so happy to putting the jerseys up in the stalls for the game because it was a pregame skate. Yep. Uh, they practice at Valley Ranch, and then they just drive to the arena mm -hmm. so they moved their gear over for him but they put up a zuboff jersey and there's a i actually have a picture of me when i'm like 16 holding this exact jersey yeah that i got 20 years later the really? exact same one and i just thought it was like the coolest thing when i when i when i saw it i was like yeah oh man and then i looked at the picture at my mom's house and it's the same jersey and i yeah. was like oh whoa there you go you know what i mean no that like, must have been a little bit I, of a... you know couldn't even think about obtaining when i was you know yeah. The, that'll, that, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. So, so that's pretty cool looking back. Um, but, uh, I do have a lot of cool sticks. Um, I don't know. I've got Robertson. I got, I picked this up a year, a year ago. Robertson's first point, first game. Wait, what? Stick. Yeah. That also randomly, like it was the most beat up one they had there. And, uh, uh, here's the other thing. And I didn't really think about this either, but let's say that you have a piece of equipment, say it's a, uh, rookies, you know, stick like you have. Yeah. And let's say that he continues to do what he's doing now and becomes an elite player, star in the NHL, definitely a chance. And then that value of that stick goes up. So do you guys ever have equipment and then you're like, I don't know, kind of watcher and like maybe the value goes up, especially if it's a new guy? It's a way maybe to look at it like if you're buying a rookie card. Yeah. Okay. So um, recently what I've been doing, I've been trying to buy every star's like rookie year jersey, whether it's a set one or set two, whatever. Mm -hmm. But as long as it's from their first year, I've been pretty fortunate to, yeah. just in case. You know, it's cool to have the jersey in general, but, you know, right. it's really cool if they begin. Yeah. yeah. But that it's not just about that, but I'm just saying. No, 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 like, but it's, it's like, like a, a cool. It's, it's, like, an, yeah, it's an additional, because, I mean, I'm assuming that if you are in it, and I, I, I don't think that you guys are, are totally in on just the uh, financial gain of these things, because it seems like you guys just really love the sport. But there has to be something to, if you were just in it for the investment side, that you would be like, okay, like, I want this guy. You know? You're like, you're really pushing for, like, hopefully that person. Yeah, you know, but you, you, you can say that or, or think that or have that thought as a collector that, hey, this guy is going to be phenomenal and mm -hmm. I'm going to buy his stuff. But somebody like Robertson, I mean, is a second-round draft pick. Yeah. I mean, the, the knock on him was his skating. I mean, you know, you watch him coming up and stuff. I mean, he's, he's all over the place. He's not a smooth skater. Yeah, but the guy's got you know, uh, you know, great set of hands, hockey sense, and and don't get me wrong, he's not a bad skater. But for right. for NHL standards and, and scouts, right. I mean, he's not going to go out there and win any fastest skater competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but you know, uh, so anyway, back to the stick that, that Corby has there. 
you know, his, his first NHL point, well, if, if he turns into, uh, you know, some Hall of Famer or something or that kind of potential, you know, uh, yeah, you know, not saying he's going to be an Ovechkin or something, but, the, you know, the kid's already got 30 goals this year. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, if he bangs in 500 for his career or whatever and, and Corby, you know, hangs on to that stick, you know, the stick's going to have some decent value. Right, yeah. And, you know, Corby, you know, it wasn't sold as his first point or whatever, but the beauty of today's uh, games is uh, everything's uh, on TV, everything's recorded. Uh, there's, there's so many pictures out there in Getty and everything else. And Corby's able to photo match it. I mean, we yeah. got quite a bit with, uh, our memorabilia, our jersey sticks and whatever. Yeah. And, and is there, and is there any trouble? And I'm not saying that there's bad people within the collecting world, but is there any trouble with people that, um, cause I'm assuming that there has to be a way to validate these things or, you know, does it hold any value without being able to validate it? It's not like you get you know, these jerseys and it's signed by the person saying, yeah, this was my jersey or by the organization. So like, how does that validation process go through? Is that, and is that a thing? So most of them are tagged. Uh, there are a lot of jerseys that kind of fall through the cracks with tagging, mm -hmm. but if you do your homework on them, like, it, you know, um, I have a Gary Onoff jersey that's not tagged in the back, mm -hmm. no tag. I photo matched it to his first couple games his first goal like all this stuff right mm -hmm. but there's so marks on it and everything like it's it's the actual jersey but yeah. what he was saying earlier about how rookies they get called up for five ten games and then sometimes they just right you know they're not in the main set for sale and then right. you know at yep. the end of the year when they're selling the bargain jerseys you know you might find a gem in there yeah uh, but it gets addicting with oh well the, all these guys might be good. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going to buy like 20 of these jerseys and then, yeah. Yeah. Know, uh, but with the tagging situation, the stars are getting better with this. Uh, My Gray was a big, uh, they were a big sponsor of the stars, I guess. They had a c contract with the stars. Uh, they were big with, uh, you know, making sure it told you what dates they were used and when they were used. But, yeah. Um, there's always some things that kind of, but to go back to your question about uh, things maybe being, um, you know, fraudulent or yeah, uh, yeah, you know, so back uh, prior to the I would say '90s and you know all the way back to the, the start of hockey, nothing was ever tagged or anything like that. Yeah. So I mean, the only way to to verify that older stuff is to do your research on the maker because. You know, there was different shops uh, within the United States that made them or, or, you know, all of NHL jerseys now, as far as game worn, are, are, are still made in Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's, there's different makers of the jerseys and, you you know, you got to rely on, uh, you know, old people that were around or certain, you know, you know the team, who they bought them from and then, and then what photos you can find. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there have been fakes out there. You know, the people have, uh, you, you, you'll see out in the collection where people will, try to pass off a retail jersey as a game worn, maybe throw a couple marks on it, beat it to hell. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe wear it to an open hockey or something. But you, yeah. you can tell if, if if you're a seasoned collector, and, I, and unfortunately everybody's not. Right. If you're a seasoned collector, you do your homework. Right. But you do feel bad for the ones that pop up out there and, and end up on something like eBay or something, not knocking them, but uh, yeah. uh, who have no controls in place. You might have a mom or grandma or something. Hey, I'm going to buy this cool jersey for my kid. And, you know, it's it's, it's a fake. Yeah. Well, and so, and here's the other thing, because you were kind of talking about eBay, and I think you brought it up a little bit earlier too, but where are you? Because at, at this point, you know, I'm sure that you 
are both well connected with, uh, you know, other people that are kind of doing the same thing that you guys are. But when you're first starting off, like, how do you, uh, I'm assuming these things aren't just super easy to come across. So, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that there's forums that say, hey, I have this or that. But uh, like when you're first starting off, like, how are you, how are you uh, getting these? And you don't have to reveal your secrets, but this is just the hard hitting journalism that Face Off Spot uh, is supposed to bring. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking at you. When I was when I was a kid, the stars used to have tent sales. Yep. You ever heard about, do you remember the tent sales? I do, yes, yes. So they used to have, every year, uh, they had a a sale where they'd sell all their old jerseys and gear, sticks, gloves, pants, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, the first year, it was outside of Valley Ranch. Yep. And I went there, and I remember, I was like, man, this is, there was North Star jerseys in there. There yep. was all sorts of stuff, but I was still too young to kind of really grasp any of that stuff. I, I did get a practice jersey then and a couple of sticks. The next year, uh, they had it upstairs at Valley Ranch mm-hmm. and, uh, I went and I bought a Mike Kennedy Jersey. A lot of these, a lot of these sales would have those jerseys. Um, on top of that, there's, there's websites like migrate, the Dallas stars, they will, they'll have a, a booth at our show, the hangar, actually, mm-hmm. they sell game worn jerseys out of there. And it's just, um, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty easy getting them actually. Yeah. It's yeah. just, um, I don't know. It's the hard thing is, is. You know, when you got someone who maybe like Steve who buys 10 or 12 a year, like the first choice, I don't know. But but, but here, and and I think here's where I was trying to go with this is that like, how do you get there first? Or, you know, like, how do you, because that has to be the thing, because I'm assuming that a lot of this is just getting there first. Steve, do you know about getting there first? Yeah, I mean, there's there's something to be said about that too. But to to touch back a little bit first, I mean, how it all started before is you had to have a contact with the teams, or uh, mm-hmm. you go to the teams like Corby said, the teams would have a sale, and that was that was in the '90s, and even prior to that, I mean, teams would just sell their stuff off. A lot of it was just given away or donated, and it just ended up in in the hands of people. You know, in 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 the old and or older days, I guess you'd say, uh, they did, uh, you know sell stuff like in uh the hockey news and stuff like that where uh in the 80s where teams would sell uh jerseys of of players and and stuff like that but a lot of it now is there's there's just so many things uh most of these teams sell their stuff or they have a company like migrate that sells them um and then after that it's just building contacts i mean you build contacts within your organization um, you build contacts with other collectors and stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, so, but within the organization, like who, like whose responsibility is it to like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to grab this Jersey and then I'm going to make sure that it gets to where it needs to get, you know, like a, whose, whose job is that? Well, they're all kind of different. As soon as from equipment manager standpoint, I would pass them off to my, the lady who ran the shops or mm-hmm. whatever after, um, after they, they give me a list on. Hey, we need all these. We need these eighteen for half the season. So then you give them to them, and then they market it. There's no, uh, there's no real. Yeah. So here, I think they just market it through the hangar, right? Yeah, I mean the the, the stars. Uh, you know, it goes to uh, whoever their merchandise people are, and uh, you know they're they're tagged by the sets because obviously the equipment guys give it to them, and then, you know this is set one worn from you know this period of time, and you yeah, know, they, get, they get them tagged to make the LOAs and stuff, and. It goes to uh, whoever's within their, their their merchandise team there. Oh, 
See, I'm learning so much. But they they do do an auction. They like every year they'll do at least one to two jerseys at auction. Right. So like it's whoever's paying the most. Uh, but this they do every for Stars Foundation all the pregame warm up jerseys, whether it's like the Pride or the St. Patrick's Day or the uh, Hockey Fights Cancer or the Military Night. Those are all auctioned off for uh, Stars Foundation, which is kind of different from the team, but still with right. the team if that makes sense yeah and then uh i think due to like nhlpa rules the players will get one set of jerseys and then yeah who knows which one that is T- depends on what the guy wants maybe he got a black one last year he wants a green one or a white one this year so whatever there's some of those that you know have to go to the players and then there's some there's one set every year that'll at least get auctioned off i think they're auctioning off the black ones this year yeah so which is and as far as the nhlpa making sure the guys get a jersey i mean that goes back to what we were talking about earlier players not being allowed to keep jerseys but this is something that's actually in their contract now uh or, yeah. you know the players association here the last you know several years yeah. But, you know, like this year, the Stars will wear uh, the six sets of jerseys, uh, two of the home of the green sets, uh, one set of the blackout, and three of the uh, the way white sets. So so you already know. Okay, so that's also good to know. You want to know how many sets of everything there are. Correct. Okay, see? Learning. And then to go into that, though, then you got players uh, like uh, Radulov. Uh, he used to wear... Uh, Three three jerseys a game. Now he's down to two. Yeah. So he'd wear one. So let's say set one home. Uh, he'd wear the same jersey the first period of every home game, and then wear the next another jersey the second period of every home game, and then wear a third one for the third period. I don't know if you know this, but why? Because he sweats a lot. Same with same with Klingberg. A lot of those guys, they just they right. just want a dry jersey right. between. Because I've, I've I, yeah I've heard kind of the same thing with like some goalies like there's goalies that sweat a lot and I this was back in the day well, who was it Hobby Bullen or who was it Nabokov or Hobby Bullen one of those guys sweat a whole bunch so he had to like have new pads new sets of pads for each one yeah but I didn't think about them having uh yeah jerseys for each one if they needed it yeah because you're just you're trying to give that player whatever they need to play the best right you know and right. if you're paying them millions 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 of dollars maybe throw them an extra jersey every you know game or so. You know, it it's hard for us to match those, though, unfortunately, because there's man just, is why, well, why is it? Well, because if they only take pictures in the first period, then, oh, then oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I've had the most trouble matching a couple of Adjulovs, but yeah, just okay. Well, cool. Well, that makes sense. And, uh, but here's the other cool part is I think that once you become a part of this community that you guys are a part of, then you get that information. I don't think that's readily available information. I don't think. Well, I mean, it's. You know, it's not information they post on their website. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, if if you yeah. were to, you know, just, just as being a collector, you you learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, like, that's what the Stars are doing this year. I mean, my gray will, will do so many sets uh, for whatever teams that they uh, represent or whatever. Yeah. Um, sometimes there, though, it's more of a monetary thing for them because they are obviously a for-profit business, right? Right, yeah. So if they have a deal with a... Uh, you know, uh, a premier hockey player or a club that he pays for. Yep. Uh, obviously, uh, they may want that guy to wear 20 jerseys in a season. So they, you yep. know, and, and the rest of the players on the team may only wait, wait, wear 10. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's just, you know, the more, you know, take, take an athlete and, and, and whoever they're, you know, you want to say they're associated with or not, but like Connor McDavid. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't even tell you how many he wears a year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I got some guys, I and mean, there's a, a guy up in Edmonton who's the largest Gretzky collector in the world, which is phenomenal. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, he could tell us. But, uh, I mean, 
I bet you McDavid probably wears, I don't know, 30, 40 jerseys a year. Yeah. And, and it's, it's more so of whether it be the Oilers or whoever they market their jerseys through, it's, it's more of a profit thing. I mean, the stuff just gets, it gets ridiculous. Right. Okay. So that makes sense. So it wouldn't even be the same from organization to organization, depending on, so you really have to, you really kind of have to do your homework. And I, I do like that part of it too, because it's not necessarily just like buying things and hoping that they do well, but you're saying that there's a lot of homework that you have to put into this, uh, this hobby, if you will. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, if, if you're buying a one-off or something, you know, people think it's cool. They buy one and they'll hang it on their wall, uh, mm -hmm. you know, but, uh, if you're, you know, if you're, you're collecting, I mean, you, you do your homework, you do your history. Yeah. Especially if you're, you know, going to throw down money, you know, for something like, you know, what you're, what you're, what you're buying there, then it should be important. Correct. To do your homework. So I think we've done that. Hey, I did want to, cause we're, we're getting a little bit closer to the end here, but I did want to talk just a little bit more about your guys event. April 15th and 16th. Okay. And where is at, it? Uh, DFW Marriott South. So it's at Centerport. And yeah. 360. Yeah. So, so basically 316 Trinity right there by the uh, Centerport uh, rail station. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to go. Good. I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to do it. Cause I'm, uh, especially after th this, this podcast, I just, I feel like this is something that I could be interested in. Not that I'm going to go buy a bunch of jerseys, but if I happen to see one that I'm like, Hey, that might be important. It's just to see cool stuff, man. Yeah. That and you even might have grew up with, or you, yeah. you know, that's just like you don't get to see. Right. Like, so, but, but here's the other thing: is like, um, you don't have to go there to like buy things. No, you can go there just to look and to enjoy yourself and to have fun. Yeah, and just hang out with other people that that like hockey and have some good conversation, have a few yeah. beers. We have a guy coming in from uh, San Jose. He's probably he's probably got the biggest collection in California. Yeah, it's all sharks, all sharks. They're playing the sharks that Saturday. So yeah. he's coming to see them. Um, we have another guy. He's from Minnesota, um, Jim Albert. Mm -hmm, so, uh, and he's got one of the biggest Minnesota Dallas kind of hybrid collections. Right. So you know, it's just they're all pumped about just going to have some beers and talking to people that that enjoy the same kind yeah. of hobby, right? Yeah. Um, Mitch, Mitch texts me. He's like, "Hey, man, I'll I'll pay for two booths. I'm only." bring a couple things but i'm more just uh make sure there's beer there right like that's his whole thing right he just yeah. wants to so and i don't know it's just about having a good time and well if you have any stories like, yeah but it's 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 like with most things if you if you have a hobby or, or there's something that you're into you like going to conventions or conferences and you like meeting other people because i'm assuming that obviously you two uh don't know each other just because of the collecting but that's kind of uh, obviously made you friends, but there's a lot of people that I'm sure that you talk to that are uh, around the country. And it's just one of those times where everybody can actually meet and be around each other and not necessarily drink beer, but if you happen to, you know, throw back <laughs> a few sets, you know, but it's a whole thing. It's the same way with, uh, so we have these like, uh, rink manager, uh, conventions where they hold these classes and there's a lot of people that go to these things, even if they don't have to take a class or, even if they don't want to go listen to a speech and they go just because they know that there's going to be a whole lot of rink operators. They're all going to be staying like in under one roof in one hotel and they go and we have the most fun because we're usually just hanging out by ourselves with our trade or our hobby or our craft. You know, we aren't surrounded by a bunch of people that are into the really not weird, the niche stuff that we're into. So as soon as they're now, all of a sudden there's like 200 people that all have my same job or in my same thing. And that's when it gets really fun. Yeah, because you learn conversations yeah. don't stop. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. 
It's a community. Do you it, feel like it's a community? It is. It is. It's it's a very uh, odd community. <laughs> it, it, it's an odd community, and and uh, I'm not giving away all the secrets, but there's communities within inside of the community too. So okay, there we go. I mean, you've got you've got a group. You know, you you've got people that are on there, just lack of better words, tire kickers. You know, yeah, buy a jersey or something. Then you've got, you know, a group within a group that uh, are your serious collectors that excuse me, collectors, and they got what we call vaults, right? Uh, yeah. You buy stuff, and it sort of goes in your collection, and it, and it never leaves. Yeah. So, and, you know, the big running joke is, is, you know, when uh, somebody's going to die and their vault gets opened, or yeah. or when are you going to open your vault uh, and, <laughs> but, and then move a few pieces? So is that is that kind of saying that there's some people that have certain collectibles but just personally have them for, like, themselves, and they're, they are not looking to... It, it, uh, yeah, I mean they'll show them. Yeah, I, a lot of some people will, some people won't. But yeah, they, there's some pretty cool gems there. I know everything has a price, but maybe to some people it's like. Well, no, I mean, every, and, and and to your point, everything does have a price. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I'll I'll show most of my collection. I don't I don't put it all out there, but I'll mm -hmm. I'll show some new additions and stuff like that. And and uh, you you are right, uh, everything does have a price. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, everything, even ones. Um, and here's, uh, and I think this might be my last question about the the jerseys themselves. But is there anything that you just have that you don't even want to show? You know, you don't even. You just, it's it's yours and yours alone, and there's no reason to show it. Also, you can also say, "Hey, stop with the hard hitting journalism." Uh, Face off spot is known to be. Uh... Just to touch on it, I mean, there's there's a couple things I got that people don't know I have, right? And, and obviously, it's for multiple reasons. Um, uh, one, how I obtained it, not that it was illegal or nothing, but connections I may have with a, a certain organization or something. Because right, then if you put it out there, and then all of a sudden it's a bunch of questions like, you know, how did you uh, acquire mm -hmm. that? How come that was never made right public or or or, or what? So right, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or what have you? So, uh, but yeah. that's really it for me. Yeah, yeah, I kind of. Steve said, "There's a couple of things that that I'll never see the light of day." Yeah, but there's yeah. Well, other things I'm bringing out make other people happy. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's cool to somebody else. You know, uh, like well, yeah, uh, yeah, like the Zubov jersey to me. So right, you never know. No, I think that Zubov jersey would be pretty cool to a lot of people. Um, but it's cool that you have it. Yeah. Well, I'm excited about it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and sorry, uh, it's just it's one of those things where it's not like I'm trying to be like, oh, so how much valuable stuff do you guys own? You know, <laughs> but it's just no, I, and, and I understand I, that. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I mean, at this particular expo, I mean, I might bring. I mean, like I said, I've got over 300 jerseys. I might bring 25, 30. Oh, okay, all right. So, you know, some of them will be um, some cool stories. You know, maybe like the uh, Robida uh, sucker punch jersey there. Uh -huh. uh, you know, I do have an uh, another one, uh, a current stars, uh, player, I've got, uh, his 200th goal puck and, uh, the Jersey that he used to score it. Uh, yeah. you know, stuff like that. I mean, you know, I might bring some stuff like that. Uh, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't know what I'm going to bring though. Hey, well, no, it's okay. You still have time because it is, uh, you still have time because it is April 15th through the 16th. And, uh, I'll give the address one more time. Uh, it's at the DFW Marriott uh, South Centerport, which is at 4151 Centerport uh, Drive. And that is in Fort Worth, Texas. Right. And we'll put up a link, right? For We're going to do all this stuff. The website. Website. But, uh, still got a few booths available. People yeah, can contact Corby. Yeah, yeah, just contact us through the Facebook page if you want to yeah. do it. Uh, I just 
today I had a guy, he's like, man, I don't have enough stuff for a booth, but can I split a booth with my buddy? He's got some stuff too. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, as far as the website itself, it is Dallas Hockey Jersey Expo.com. I feel like that's the best website name you could put because it's so literally what is going on. It's simple. <laughs> it's just keep it simple. <laughs> I, 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 I really don't like the, the website that it's like, why is this your website? Why isn't just make, you know, whatever it is that you're doing here. Thanks to Matt Taylor for that, by the way. I didn't want to say anything, but I knew that he made it, but I didn't know if we were going to be nice to him. And, Matt's uh, great, man. No, Matt is great. Matt, Matt is great. Matt's, Matt is so bugged I, with I don't me, know though. Matt, but I'm sure he's a great dude. <laughs> oh, he, you'll have to, yeah, one of the, one of these days, uh, I might drag him to the uh, Jersey the Expo. Show. He'll be there. Yeah, I might, might drag him to the Jersey He's Expo fun. here, but um, uh, Corby, I know that you know what's about to happen. Oh, yeah. I don't know if Steve knows what's about to happen, but this happens at the end of every show. Um, and I appreciate you guys being here, but now is the time that you have to do the shout-out. Um, shout-out can be uh, anything positive. Um, it could also be about the expo that we were talking about. Uh, it could be friends and family. Uh, it could be uh, just a thought. Uh, it could be a sound. Nobody's done a sound except for uh, Weitzel. Weitzel did a sound. Um, he's the only person that's done a sound. Yeah. He, and he stepped into it. He really did a good job of doing the sound. Um, but anyway, I don't expect anybody else to do that for quite some time. Um, but anyway, Corby, do you want to go first? I'm, I'm going to sure. reverse this back to you. What do you think the best one was? That we what, the best shout-out? Yeah. To be honest with you, I was always really waiting for somebody to do the the sound. And so, but I also don't want to say that that was the best one. There's somebody that had, like, a really good one. and I The Patriots Tournament. Oh, it was something about, oh, you know which one. Um, it was when we were talking to, I can't remember who it was. It wasn't the Purvis, it wasn't the Purvis brothers. It was so, it was, maybe it was uh, Timothy, was it Tim Kellner? Yes. And he was like, well, we all win today. Or it was something along those lines. Yes. We all win today. No, it was a good one. Uh, anyway, but that, that was a good one. Um, but anyway, it's time for you guys to do the shout out. All right. I'm going to guess first. Okay, so it could be anything. I feel like I'm falling in a trap here. <laughs> it is a trap. It is, it is a trap. But the thing is, is that we talk long enough, so it's like I don't spring it on you and then just like totally ask you. Uh, I usually spring it and then I ramble for a bit, so it gives you time. All right, I'll go. I'll go. All right, Corby. go ahead. Corby. Uh, shout out to my wife for putting up with all of my jersey collecting and memorabilia collecting. Seems because... like a good shout out already. Because I probably, anybody else, I probably would have had to donate half of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So she's allowing you to keep it. I'm be a hell of a loss as a donation. <laughs> 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 well, I'm glad that she doesn't make you uh, throw them out, Corby, and that she appreciates your, your space. Because I was recently in your garage and saw that, obviously, in your garage, there's not a lot of space either. So I'm assuming that there's other places oh, that are no. also a little, little full. <laughs> so, but uh, it was a wonderful... Uh, it was a wonderful amount of things going on there. Um, and I think you know what I'm talking about. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, Steve, you are not, you cannot get out of the shout out. I want to get around. Just a quick shout out to the, you know, the family. But uh, to my son's uh, hockey team, they just won the uh, Rocky Mountain District. So they're going to nationals at the end of the month for the 15-0 uh, division. Yes. So there'll be uh, one of the 16 teams that are competing for the uh, national championship. And then... Uh, Outside of that, we'll go a shout out to these four walls here in your apartment. Uh, <laughs> happy walls are plain walls. Yes, they are. See, I knew this. I, th I thought Steve would be a guy that would appreciate what it is I got going on here. And Steve, I've lived here for like three years. This is not like, I didn't just move in. You know, it's impressive. If you ever move, you ain't got nothing to take down. You don't have to worry no. about uh, patching uh, 
yeah holes from pictures and stuff like yeah, that. yeah I mean, back. And, and and to be and to be honest with you i feel like i've just i've done so much moving it's like i work at a rink and then i'm there for a little while and then i move and i work at a rink for a little while and then i move and i just kept moving um but i'm actually enjoying myself down here and i like my job i like uh, the community down here i like all the people this isn't even the shout out um but i like all i like all the people down here um so i don't know like i feel like if I start buying decorations, it's like, oh, it's like, maybe I'm rooting down. Maybe I'll stay down here. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm not used to staying anywhere. It's I don't know. Just, if you, you buy a flower or a picture, you might get addicted and turn into a flower. I have a plant. I don't know that. if you see, I haven't watered it. Is it dead? Okay. It's still alive. It's on they, a puck. Yeah, it's on top of a puck. Because, yeah, that would make sense. Um, but anyway, I have a plant. That's about as much as I got it going. It room together. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's right here, right here by the sink, right where it belongs. Um, but anyway, uh, Steve, uh, are you done with your shout out? That was a good shout out. If you did. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. No, okay. Thanks. Okay. Well, Hey, so my shout out is actually for, um, inst- and so Steve, I'm not going to, cause you were talking about your son. Uh, so the shout out is not for your son, but I'm going to talk about a type of person and your son falls within this group. Is that fair? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. So as operations manager at the Mansfield star center, um, I hold a lot of value into kids that come in for uh you know whether or not it's a stick and puck or a drop in or pretty much any time when it's time to pick up the pucks and and move the nets and and get things going on it is highly valuable for me and i think allows me to see who's been raised right who has respect who's a good kid who's a bad kid and i just wish that more kids were like your son because every time the doors open he picks up the pucks because he knows that this is when the time ends and to be respectful to the people that are working at the rink. And then he goes down to the far net. I don't even have to ask him. He goes down to the far net and he pushes it all the way to the corner. Because if I have to walk all the way down there, grab that net, walk on my tennis shoes all the way back to the corner, it's not necessarily a physical, you know, yeah, it's kind of a pain in the butt, but it just takes longer, you know? And I only have so much time for a cut. Got things going on. There might be a cut on the other side Literally, every single time that he has pushed the net, and now I am going to be specific to your son, every time he's pushed that net to the corner, he goes, hey, thank you. Thank you, sir. And then it's just, it's one of the, in these days, a kid that is respectful. And here's the thing. There are times to where I might have an extra 15 minutes to allow to allow a kid to skate because I have something else on the other side going on, whatever. That kid's always going to get the extra 15 minutes. He's always going to get the benefit of the doubt from me. If I got 15 minutes before that he's allowed to, and then he's going to go out there. But that does not apply to everybody. If you're looking for, I don't know, life to go a little bit easier, just respect the people that work at the rink. And I promise you that it will come back. Does that make sense? Both of you guys have spent plenty of time in rinks. No, it does. Being a decent human goes a long way. Right? And, and, and yes, in general, yes. I, I was being specific, but there's just, it, it allows just a certain amount of, okay, cool. Like, I got you now. You know, it's a... Being a nice person to other people, it's a it's a cycle. It's a cyclical, a cyclical thing. And um, but yeah, just kids like that in general, and specifically your son. Those are the kids that are going to get that extra ten or fifteen minutes, or you know, here and there, because those things do exist. But we all we don't always have to allow them to happen. But I know when I see him out there, if I have time and there's not a cut ready, hey, no problem with that, you know. But if you're not behaving and you're not being respectful and you're being a pain just not going to happen. So my shout out is for respectful young men and women, uh, but more specifically, the ones that hang out at the rink. Is that fair? 
Mr. Garen Slezak. Hey, thank you. <laughs> but no. All right. Well, hey, um, I appreciate both you guys for coming on uh, and listening to my rant about respectful uh, uh, children these days. But um, anyway, is there anything else that you guys need to say? Do you uh, one more time? Do you want to tell them uh, the date and the location uh, before we head off? April sixteenth, fifteenth through sixteenth. I did that on purpose. Yeah, you were listening. Or <laughs> re- reach out to Corby or the website there for uh, booth and show information yep. too. Yep, and uh, the website one more time is DallasHockeyJerseyExpo.com. Uh, go check it out there, and that's Matt Taylor's website. So if you like the website uh, and you need a website, you can also reach out to Matt Taylor. See, he's going to be a winner. Can I ask you a question? You can ask me anything. How are your feet these days? What do you mean? My feet are feeling they got, great. They got new. They got new boots. Didn't they? I'm wearing. I'm wearing a set of trues right now, and couldn't be happier. Is there that, you go. That's I'm, what I'm, I'm wearing a set of trues, and literally, it only took you how long? Uh, uh, took let's go back to like the Matt Taylor when he bought the trues, and he told me well, yeah. how they're the best skates he's ever had, and you're like, oh yeah, I'll try those, and it yeah. only took like what two years. But here's the thing. Here's the okay. thing, and you know this about me, Corby, <laughs> is that I create problems so that I can. <laughs> complain about something but now you can't complain about this anymore. well i can't complain about this i will most definitely find something else to complain about to you okay i most i promise you just making sure i will but no i i feel great they feel great um for what corby's talking about i was wearing a pair of bower skates and i'd actually worn through the padding on the inside so that my uh inside of my ankle is actually rubbing up against the plastic because there was no more padding and what it did is it created like a you called it a bower bump yeah so it created calcium a, deposit. Calcium deposit. So literally, it was like, and this is this isn't the best thing to say, but it would it would feel like just kind of like a sack of fluid, and then it would like harden up from time to time, and then it would get loose, and then it harden up, and then it got really really big, really really painful. You're talking about your foot here with a sack of yeah. fluid, hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry guys, but uh, anyway, this does get better. Um, so does my foot. But anyway, um, once I I switched over to the trues and I I got them baked. It was night and day, and uh, it's almost completely gone. And with how big it was, so I might have to get them baked again because yeah. it's almost gone. I know. It's going to be like a whole new fitting skate. But, it, but it's like the weird thing is, is that I would actually feel, and this is also sounds terrible, I would actually feel that bump like start to like go away. It was like the exact opposite of pain. It was like relief. Just like sitting on the couch or whatever, I'd be like, why does my ankle feel good? Like it would feel good. It was because that calcium was like, yeah. breaking down or like going. going away yeah so it's awesome so corby um i'll find something else to complain about since i won't be able to complain about my bower skates anymore um we'll find something else is that fair yeah man okay and, then I'll, and, and i'll bug you about that there we go we'll fix that <laughs> it's just a reason for me to talk to you there you go i feel like if i don't have something to complain about my equipment then you know will we talk that's fine i mean we'll I just, just talk about milts hey i told milt to get truce Oh yeah, I'll buy him in the return of a week. Well, no, he's, he he need, he he needs to get him though. Uh, he doesn't like his CCMs anyway. Um, I know you guys have places to be. I have to do the Matt Taylor list real quick, and then I'll let you guys go. But uh, you can check us out on faceoffspotpodcast.com. I'll say that one more time. That's uh, faceoffspotpodcast.com. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook. Uh, we are also on Instagram. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Spotify. Um, yeah, you can find us at uh, all those places. Uh, I appreciate Steve and Corby. Uh, for coming on um i will be at the expo in some way or another even if just bothering these guys um and i'll probably be drinking a beer so if you want to come have a beer and look at hockey jerseys i'll be up there so anyway check us out every thursday we got episodes all right later guys